Welcome to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. If some days you doubt yourself and you don't know what you're doing, if you've ugly cried alone in your bedroom because you felt like you're failing, well, I just want you to know you're not alone and you have come to the right place. Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy. And I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hey there, welcome to the show today. I'm so glad that you're here and you're joining me. And today in this episode, I'm talking with Allie Flynn. And Allie is an educator and the creator of Hang In There Mama. And you may have seen her encouraging words on Instagram or her reels. And on the show today, Allie and I discuss the joys and hardships of raising teens with an open heart honesty, and some tears. And she is a mom to four daughters. She offers daily encouragement and support to moms while keeping it real. Don't we love that? And letting us know we're not alone on our motherhood journey. Today, we talk about things like struggling to let our teens go as they prepare to leave the nest. Oh my gosh, who is relating and in this place right now? We talk about why we struggle so much to feel like enough and how we can fall into that comparison trap with other moms and how to not measure our worth as moms by our kids' successes or failures, and that temptation to hold tighter to our teens instead of loosening our grip and more. So I can't wait for you to hear what Allie has to share with us in this conversation. So let's dive in. Well, welcome, Allie, to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much. It's such an honor that you asked me to come on. Yeah, I'm, I just love, you know, I got to know you. I don't know. It's, a bit, it's definitely been in the last year, maybe in the last six months. And I came upon all of your writing, a lot of your writing and seeing your memes. And I love what you write because it speaks so much to my heart about what it's like to be a mom. And, and yet you articulate exactly what I'm feeling and thinking that's difficult for me to put into words. And yeah. And I'm like, I have to have you on because you, you get right to the heart of things. So let's just start out. I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came up with the name, uh, hang in there, mama. Like, how did this all come about? Uh, Well, thank you for your kind words. That's so sweet. That's sort of my goal every day is my hope is to touch 
people's hearts, right? Through my words and really just being real. So really, I'm a mom. I was a teacher prior to being a mom. I have four teenage daughters ranging in the ages of 16 to 20. I have identical twins mixed in there. And Hanging Their Mama really just began during COVID. And I wanted to sort of inspire moms and encourage moms. And I was always a writer. So I had tons of journals and diaries and pieces of, you know, phrases and information. And I thought, you know what, I could, I could do this. And I just sort of took a stab at it while my kids were on remote learning. And it grew from there. But when I was thinking of my name, you know, it didn't take me long to figure it out because I constantly use the phrase, I'm hanging in there. So when people would ask me, oh, how are you doing today? As I'm raising, you know, four kids under three, or even as I'm raising four teenagers, I would always say, oh, I'm hanging in there because I didn't want to lie as if everything was perfect and lovely and there was no flaws. But I also didn't want it to seem as if everything was falling apart because it wasn't. There was a balance in between. So I would always just say, oh, I'm hanging in there because that was really the most honest answer I could possibly give to somebody. So that's sort of where the name came about. And then through that, the writing pieces just came about to really inspire moms and let them know they're not alone on their motherhood journey. Because so often we feel as if we're the only ones going through it. And I just wanted to encourage moms that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And you say it so beautifully. And I know your, your mission is to support, encourage, and to encourage moms. Yeah. And, and it's both giving uh, words to the struggle and the challenge. And you talk a lot about hope. And that's what we're going to talk about today is hope and encouragement. And also we were talking about just talking about this letting go piece, which I think is what makes it so difficult when our kids hit the tween years is that there is this transition happening where we don't have as much control and they're pushing away and it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, So where are you at right now with your own parenting. <laughs> and yeah, what are some of the challenges that you're experiencing? Yeah, my own parenting, I currently have two kids in college. So I have a freshman in college, a sophomore in college. They're both going to be home next week. And then I have two who are juniors. So right now, as a mom, I am in the thick of junior year, college planning, AP classes, all the stress, learning how to drive. Um you know, all of the responsibilities that junior year brings about that's very stressful for the kids, but also for the parents. And then I have two who are coming home from college, who it becomes during the summer, like, okay, well, how do we deal with that? They've been living on their own. Do we, you know, you can't continue life how it was when they were in high school, but yet they are still here with us. So it's finding the balance. So I am in this stretch for the incoming summer of balance. That is my goal each day. And the word I need to say each day to myself, find the balance. Um, And it it might not be easy every day, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, gosh, they're gone. And then they come back in and the rules change a little bit because they have been used to being on their own. 
And I remember that was just really difficult to navigate. My youngest just graduated from college a year ago. And and also that staying up again, waiting for them to come home and not being so used to it anymore. And then setting my alarm. But then the time was a little, the curfew was a little bit later. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking that's going to look like? Well, we did have it last year. We have been through one summer because I have a daughter who will be going into her junior year of college. Um, You know, I think it's, I didn't struggle with it as much as I thought. Um, I was able to sort of keep things in perspective. But I think sometimes for our kids coming home from college, it it is hard for them. Um, It's a transition to let go of your complete independence and let go of your friends who you're used to living with and become their family. And now sort of navigate back into the world of our real family. Um, So I think it's being really patient and you know, trying to have an understanding that it's going to take some time for them to acclimate back home, just as like it, it took some time for them to acclimate, you know, as they went into college, and those first weeks and months. I love that you're saying that as you were saying that I'm like, that is one of the reasons that I love your writing so much is you're thinking of it when you write, it's also from a perspective of what this is like for your kids. Yes. Yeah, I, and I have to say, even with what I do, a lot of the time I'm more self-focused. I'm like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna inconvenience me. <laughs> this is, you know, all oh, my feelings just got really hurt or, oh gosh, I hate that my kid is making that choice. It's just like, I can see this isn't going anywhere good but they're not listening and they're going to make this choice and they're going to have to experience the consequences of that. But just what you said, like, this is also a big transition for them. They're coming back or leaving their friends for the summer, thinking Mm -hmm. about what is this like for them? Well, and I, listen, I am selfish and I can be really self-absorbed as well. And just think about how is it inconveniencing me? What's going to be happening? But I also think being a teacher, I also taught middle school. So I've been around teenagers and upper high school for a long time. Um, So I think that also helped, like even prior to having my own teens, that I sort of knew what emotionally they needed and what they were looking for. But yeah, I mean, I definitely have my moments where, you know, I'm sort of used to some of the things that have transitioned in our own house with the girls being gone. But I do really try to keep their feelings first and sometimes to a, to like really a flaw and a fault of my own that oftentimes I don't put myself first ever, but um, it's really just, again, it's that balance of what do they need? What do I need? How can we make it balanced together? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you navigate that? Like when you say balance, what does that look like for you? I think for me, it's um, probably thinking of what my kids' needs are first and then not neglecting my own, but incorporating mine within theirs. And again, some moms might disagree with me on that, but that is just what I have always used with raising my kids. And it has worked for me. You know, sometimes it's worked really well. Other times it's been an epic fail, but it's finding the balance of what works for all of us, you know, and even with my kids, I have four kids in three and a half years. 
And these girls were raised knowing you are not the only person in this house. There are other people also. No one is above anybody else. We are all equals and all of our needs matter. Some people's needs matter more one day than another, you know, and sort of based on the need for that day and emotionally what's going on. So that's sort of how I go about the balance of who needs what more on what day. Yeah. I really like that because it's so true. It's like, okay, thinking about where are they at right now in the moment? Like you have your two twins or going, that's like such a stressful time. And you've got two going through it at the same time. Do you think, does that make it harder or easier? Oh, you know what? They are identical twins, but they are so different. And I think sort of in their lives, what has always happened is they don't tend to go through the same thing that same day at that same moment. So that makes my life a little bit easier. Um, they seem to flip flop which day is more emotional for each one or who's struggling more. Um, but I do think that having two girls having gone through junior year, like I always say to my juniors now, this is not my first rodeo. Please listen to my advice. I have been through this before. Um, you know, I know it's different and I'm not comparing you to your sisters, but I do have a little bit of wisdom and knowledge going into sort of the process of junior year and what you're sort of going to face and how I can help you. So <laughs> it helps when it's not your first rodeo. Oh, oh, yeah. like the first time through is painful. Oh my gosh. I always feel bad for my, my oldest daughter. I'm like, you were such a guinea pig. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. As much as I was a teacher, I'm like, it's not my own kids. They're not living with me. I'm not going through it with them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, my eldest was definitely used as the guinea pig and experiments of what works, what doesn't work. And then I've learned and I've changed throughout throughout that time. Yeah, our poor, poor uh, oldest kids that are the guinea pigs. I remember thinking, are you ever going to get this application filled out? You know, like panicking and they would probably you know, procrastinate and you'd be nagging and come on, get it done. And then finally, you know, they do get it done. Might yep. be in the 11th hour or maybe, you know, they're not, which my oldest went and then, you know, then ended up deciding that wasn't what she wanted to do. And then mm -hmm. she went later. So, you know, each of them has their own path. Well, and I think it's respecting each path for who they are as that particular child, you know, and not forcing it just because one sister or one brother or their sibling did it a certain way or your way and just really validating that their path and what their goals are is what's most important. Um, and I think sometimes as parents, we, we forget that and just staying mindful of that and how we can best help them for what their goals are and what their dreams are for themselves. Yeah. That's so important because we put ourselves on our kids and we think about what it's supposed to look like or what everybody, you know, around us is doing. And maybe that's not what our, you know, what's right for our kid. And that can be hard to come to grips with. That's kind of that whole part about letting go mm -hmm. um, that I think is so, so important. Yeah. And so as we get ready, you know, as we talk about that kind of leading into it, I want to read one of your Quotes, um, being a mom will challenge you in ways you never knew existed while allowing you to grow in ways you never dreamed possible. 
And I, I love that. I mean, there's nothing that has stretched me more than being a mom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it is one of the most challenging endeavors I have ever taken on. Yeah, it's um, daily. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's such a good uh, way to say it, too, because it will challenge us. But we have to think of that challenge as being growth for us rather than I see it's so easy to think, well, our kids going through this and they're the problem and I got to fix this and I got to do something about it, you know, and all that, you know, stuff we can do. Mm -hmm. And okay, how am I supposed to grow? Right. And we grow all the time, right? Like I sort of look at it as if each phase that my kids have gone through, I have also grown and gone through it with them. So I have to evolve. I can't stay the same mom I was when they were tweens. Now that I have college kids, I can't be the same mom when they're tweens that they were when they were adolescents. I can't be the same mom in adolescence that they were as toddlers or right. Like we have to keep growing or else we're going to get stuck, but we also have to be open to learning and sort of evolving through that process. Um, in order to be sort of the mom we need to be for our kids. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that's the challenging piece, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we think we, we've finally figured it out and then, oops, another stage comes. And now it's like, all right, we have to let go of some of that. We can incorporate some of it, but now we have to keep moving forward and learning more. And um, I think that's that's what's challenging. It is that we have to keep evolving. And I, and I uh, love what you said about that. It's not just our, our kids growing. It's like, and getting them wherever we think they need to be, it's mutual growth. It, and I will say that to the moms, like when your kid sees that you are working on yourself and working on growing through whatever it is that they're going through, mm-hmm. such a difference in the relationship. Absolutely. Our kids don't want to think that we are just set in stone and we are perfect and we have it all together. They want to see us growing. They want to see us making mistakes. They want to see us that we have times and we struggle because then we're also teaching them how to get through those times that maybe they're going to struggle. You know, they can't see just like this statue of a human. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like we've got it all the answers and we've got it all together because we know they think they have the answers at this age. And so that's not going to go very well. (laughs) What have you found to be some of, or just pick one. I won't say, you know, like plural. What, what is one challenge that you, when you think about what's been a struggle for you? Can you, does anything come to mind? Yeah, I would say similar to a lot of moms who have tweens and teens, it was the letting go and it's still letting go. Um, It's finding that balance, but really learning how to embrace letting go rather than being scared of it. And um, I think for me, it became sort of this, this process while um, really my oldest was a junior. So now she's a sophomore in college, but it was that process because I started to get really stuck when she was a junior. I felt like my feet were planted. 
I didn't want her to get her license necessarily. I was terrified of the college stuff that was coming, you know, down the road with applications and ACT prep and, um, you know, all the courses and just all of the responsibilities. And it scared me, but it also meant I had to let her go knowing that all of these adult things were coming her way, that I wasn't, I was sort of an outsider too. I wasn't going to be a real focus anymore. Um, so it was letting go and letting her do her own thing and, and follow her own path. So, and I think that it's still hard, you know, or, you know, even letting go of not just for what was coming down the road of that she was going to leave home and potentially go to college, but, you know, your kids get their license. Letting them go, trusting that they're not going to go over the speed limit. They're going to follow the rules. They're going to be safe, make good decisions, do everything that we have sort of taught them. And then, so it's just like one piece, right? And if I didn't allow my anxiety to sort of let go of that, my daughter potentially would have never driven in high school. So it's really, that is one piece that I, I definitely um, definitely struggled with, you know, and at times my husband would have to like talk me off the ledge a little bit and say, nope, it's going to be okay. And we're going to have contact with them via texting. And so letting go while finding the balance of what I was also comfortable with while also parenting, you know, and I would always say to my girls, as much as you are older and you have these new freedoms, I'm still a parent. And we are still going to have to work together. That's uh, that I like that, you know, just saying that to them. (laughs) That I am still a parent. I'm going to give you more freedoms, but at the same time, freedom within limits and what that looks like. Yep. And boundaries. And that's the other thing. Like I always say to some of my friends or even people who reach out via messaging through, you know, social media, I'm like, it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say no. It's okay to be really scared about something. And it's okay to understand that you're not the only person who is having a hard time letting go and realize that it is a part of the process. And together we sort of have to get through it. But if we don't let go, it's also a disservice to our teenagers because then how are they evolving? How are they growing and learning for what's to come when they go to college or the military or wherever they choose to go? Yeah, gosh, there's so so many things that you said in there. I mean, it's okay to feel the way that we feel. I oh. think that's so important because we're trying to talk ourselves out of it or, you know, like, okay, this makes sense. This is a big transition. Yeah, I think you have to feel it. If you don't feel it, then you are ignoring like the big white elephant in the room. So you have to feel it. You have to allow yourself to feel it, whether that means you go on a walk and just have to like listen to a podcast or meditation music for a little bit to clear your mind, whether it's you need to just go in the shower and have a good cry, no matter what it is, you have to feel it. And if you ignore how hard letting go or transitioning during this time of our kids growing up is, then you are just going to implode one day. You know, so I think that if you feel it and also like for me, to be honest with you, I was really transparent with my kids about my feelings. Mm. You know, I wouldn't deny that I was scared for them to go to college. But then at the same time, I would say, but you know what? 
you have shown me you are so independent and you make these great decisions and you're ready. So, but I will also say, I think it's just some of my own anxiety as a mom, right? Like I'm struggling here, but I'm really trying. I'm trying the best that I can, but it is hard. That, that's, uh, you know, including our kids and what's honestly going on with the, with us, I think is just beautiful modeling too. It includes them. Yeah. Well, Being, like for example, yeah. two weeks ago, one of my, well, my twins just recently started driving and I happened to be out of town at a volleyball game for her twin. And I was so stressed about not being home. She was taking the car. She was staying at my parents' house. But just knowing I wasn't in the vicinity, oh, my anxiety was so raised. And I am not someone who has a lot of anxiety to begin with. And I remember I just kept texting her and texting her and texting her. And she was like, mom, enough, you know, and I just apologized. I said, you know, I am so sorry. Like you are not doing anything wrong. You're where you're supposed to be. You're keeping, you're keeping me up to date of where you're coming and going to. I said, it is purely my anxiety as a mom. And having your kids drive is one of the most stressful experiences as a mom we can face. It and is. Like, okay. And sent me like a little heart emoji. I was like, right, then. not about you. And I have to let you know, it is totally about me. So you don't think that you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. I think that that is a good question for our listeners. Is this really about my kid or is this more about me? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good question. And what am I so afraid of? Right. I uh, I do think about weekly, you know, when I think of something that's going on in my world, especially more with my juniors, I will say, okay, is this something that I am putting onto them? That's my own issues. Or is it really something I need to be concerned about for them? And a lot of times it is just my own stuff that maybe I haven't worked through And then I will, I'll talk to a friend, I'll talk to my husband, and then I'll realize, okay, you know what, maybe I'm not being so rational right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Do you know Becky Bodwin? No. She's she's an author, and uh, she's also, she's one of our mom mentors at Moms of Tweens and Teens. But she was just saying, we had a meeting before this, and she was saying, and I've never thought of this um, example for boundaries, but it fits with what you're saying, as a hula hoop. And so we have a hula hoop around us. If you think of like the visual of that, and then our kids have a hula hoop. And is this in my hula hoop? Or is this in their hula hoop? Right, right. All those anxieties and fears about driving, you know, and what I'm telling myself might happen. And you think about that, about we're talking about, you know, that letting go process where they're in the back. They start out in the back seat in a car seat, and then they end up moving up to the front seat. And, you know, then we end up in the, you know, in the passenger seat, and then they're in the driver's seat. And scary for a mother. (laughs) Oh, yes. I still remember one of my kids was like, so close to the curb all the time. And there would be all these trees lined up. And I'm like, you're too close to the curb. You know, so I try and just keep your, you know, not scare them. But sometimes you're a little scared. Yeah, I always wanted what the uh, the driver's ed teacher had, one of those brakes on your side. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
how do you install that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so I, you wrote a blog post for us called Where Has the Time Gone? It's a progression and a transition that needs to take place in order for you to move forward and become a thriving adult. And you talk all about, you know, just this whole transition and, and how it is so important for them as they move towards adulthood. Have you um, experienced this with your own, with your own girls, like this process when you let go and when you haven't, has that, can you see like how it's gotten in either the way and stunt their growth when you've tried to do that or when it's helped them Mm -hmm. to be able to become more independent? What does that look like? I don't even know if my questions make sense, but. No, I totally understand what you're saying. And I found as scared as I was to let go, when I started to slowly let go, the relationship with my girls changed. And it got better because they felt this is for my older girls and also even my high schoolers. They feel that I have a trust in them. I believe in them. I have hope in them. I have faith in them. And I'm not a mom who is just controlling them because I don't believe that they can survive in our world. So they feel then a sense of ownership, a sense of independence. And then that actually gives them this motivation to keep pursuing their path and keep going. And I think having that trust is really also so beneficial to them. Um, My daughters were just talking to me about it yesterday, about we happen to be talking about some of the apps that track kids. And um, I personally choose to not track my kids. Um, And they were saying, you know, how that allows them this belief that, I have such faith and trust in them. It's really important to believe in my kids and trust my kids because letting go doesn't necessarily mean that you're severing relationships, you're not ending connections. It means that you are transitioning and evolving and your teenagers are then becoming more of your equal as time moves on. And you have to begin to to trust them. But because you still have that connection, you're still there supporting them and encouraging them. But now they have ownership of their path and their beliefs. Yeah. What you're saying, you know, I just want to really want to pause because I think this is the part that was so hard for me because one of my kids was not making the best choices. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to trust. And I know that there are moms that are listening, caregivers that are caregivers that are listening, that this is really hard for them. And I really do believe uh, that we have to fake it until we make it a lot of the time. Because what I realized is I was feeding that, that mm-hmm. I was not trusting because I was living in that fear of letting go. And so I was trying so hard to hold on yeah. and believing that if I let go, let's release some of that control. I say some because <laughs> it was this process mm-hmm. um, that what I was sending my kid, I was sending them this message that I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. And now talking to her, uh, she has said to me, mom, 
that was really difficult for me. And I didn't believe that you trusted me and that you believed I was capable. And therefore, like I was rebelling. I was just trying to break free of how much you were controlling me. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of moms do that, right? We think, well, the more we hold on, especially for those kids who are struggling and not making the best decisions, well, the more we hold on, then we're going to keep them sort of in line. But oftentimes keeping them in line in that way, they still need to make their mistakes. They need to learn in order to then grow. But, you know, like I've said before, every family is different and every kid is different and parent, and you just have to parent for your child, for your kid, not for anybody else, not for your neighbor, not for the person that you see down the street. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You have to parent for your own kid because you're the only one who knows them. And, you know, my kids probably got so sick and tired of hearing me say that because they'd be like, well, Susie down the street and so and so. I'm like, when are you going to realize that I don't care what your friends at school are doing or their parents say, I have to do my job, which is raising you. And that is all that matters. So I think that, you know, we can hear like, oh, let them go a little bit, set them free. But you also know as a parent, when is the right time and the appropriate time based on your kid's personality and what they are going through right now? Yeah, I and I just want to say to the moms, it's okay if it doesn't look the way that Susie down the streets, you know, her parents or, you know, the way that they're doing it. Like, we need to know that, that, okay, for my kid, they might not be ready for college. They might decide that college isn't the right path for them. I see that a lot with, especially with the moms that maybe they're a teacher, they're a professor at a college. And then all of a sudden they have this kid that struggles with ADHD and they're not a great student and they don't want to do that. That There's some wrestling that goes on. We have to wrestle with that and say, okay, it's not looking the way that I thought it was going to look. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And letting go of the comparison, the comparison with the people in town and your neighbors and other people in your school district, because it is different for everybody. And as parents, sometimes we have fallen into this trap of believing it's supposed to look a certain way, but it's not the, there isn't one path. There isn't one right way. You know, there's so many different dimensions to it. So if we stop sort of comparing ourselves or judging other people for what they're doing, then it's just going to be better all around for our kids. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, do you have a little mantra? I mean, I guess you write all these. Do you find that you write a lot of your quotes for yourself? I I have a lot of inspiration, right? Um, But I really just try to keep it real. And that is something in our society that I find constantly comes up about moms thinking they have to be perfect and, um, you know, don't compare yourself. Don't judge yourself. You are the only mom for your kid. And, you know, just sort of stay grounded in that and don't give up, you know, don't give up that belief that you know what you're doing. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. You know your child and you know what's best for them at this moment. So I think I I do try to remind myself that, um, 
but you know what I do, I will say I have a, a really good support system that when I am second guessing myself and comparing myself to other moms or doubting myself, I can pick up the phone and call my sisters. I can, you know, talk with my husband. I can reach out to my mom. So it's really when you start to feel insecure about it and what you are doing to have that support, to encourage you to just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. That's why we started our membership at Moms of Tweens and Teens, because we realized you need, some moms don't feel like they can do that and that there's a safe place where you can go and know that you're not alone and yeah, be able to get that support because we all need it. We're all going to struggle with self-doubts. We're all going to feel like we're failing sometimes. We need other moms to say to us, you're, you know, you're doing a good job. You're showing, you know, you're here. Right. And you have support and you're not alone. You know, I wrote something a few years ago and it said, you know, we all enter motherhood with an unbearable amount of questions and none of us really know what we're doing, but we just have to support each other throughout the journey. And that's all we can do, you know, and believe in each other and support each other. And as women and as moms without judging each other, but also without comparing ourselves to another mom. Yeah. It's such a process, isn't it? You know, it takes you you can talk about this for hours. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, yeah, really hard, uh, you know, to enter into that process, but we can do it, and that's why we need each other. And it sucks the joy, doesn't it? I mean, comparison that's what Brene Brown says. I, um, comparison is a thief of joy, and that is so true. It truly is. Yep. Comparison, jealousy, all of that. And once you feed into it, it is just like this vicious cycle to try to get out. Well, and you think about what does that do to our kids, right? When when we're comparing, mm-hmm. that does spill on to them that you're not who you're supposed to be for me. Right. Yeah. And you're you're doubting yourself and your abilities. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, giving them the belief in you as well. So I think it's, again, back to that balance, right? Giving our kids the balance to believe that, yeah, we don't know everything and we're learning along with you, but we're going to also grow with each other and really evolve and let each other go while still remaining grounded with a great relationship that doesn't get severed just because we get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep focus around the relationship. So yeah. you you have a quote, being a good mom doesn't mean perfection. It simply means loving your child. Boy, that just really cuts, cuts through it, you know, to like you think about, okay, I'm I'm doing the comparing thing. I'm in that perfectionism. I'm, you know, I my compass is, you know, all off right now. How do I? How do I get it pointing in the direction it's supposed to go, like loving my child? Well, we can get, we get so skewed, right? By thinking we have to be perfect as moms. We have sort of grown up thinking that women and moms are supposed to fit this certain mold. And as moms, once you have kids, you realize there really isn't a mold and it takes a lot to try to be perfect. You are wasting your energy you're never going to be perfect. Your kids are never going to have a perfect mom. And you have to sort of embrace that 
And I think once you embrace it and you stop trying to be perfect, your relationships and your family are going to grow because you can invest time in really the more important things, right? But we have been taught, you know, through, I hate to say it, social media, but social media, Pinterest, right? All of Facebook posts, et cetera. Um, you know, even greeting cards, TV commercials, TV shows that moms have to fit this certain dynamic. And I, there's no way any of us fit into it, but why do we try so hard, right? Because all our kids want is someone who at the end of the day really loves them, loves them, supports them, encourages them, and just gives them hugs and kisses and really unconditional love. So you know, we have to let go of all the nonsense and realize our kids don't need like the perfect birthday party that looks, you know, Pinterest worthy and filled to the brim with beautiful decorations. They don't need that. They don't want it half the time. They want us to be supportive and loving. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good to remember. And you also write about uh, not measuring our worth based on our kids' successes or their failures. Can you say more about that? that? This, I think, became a big one as my kids entered middle school and then especially high school. Um, I didn't feel it so much in the elementary school years, but you know, just hearing parents and moms placing their value of who they are as adult women based on their kids' GPA and where their kids are getting into college or what sports team their kids got on. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait, stop. Like it has nothing to do with you. First of all, that is your kid's path. That's not yours. Let them be happy and feel that worth because they're working on that. But, you know, as soon as parents sort of move it on to them, and pride themselves in their kids' GPA and where they're going to college and, and um, you know, again, the sports team, you can be proud of your kid. But if that's what you're basing your worth on, then all you're going to do is put so much pressure on your child to continuously keep that up rather than just saying, I'm really proud of your accomplishments. You know, I think you're doing a great job in school. I love that you're attending the college you want to go to. but to sort of, I guess, brag about it and make it be what makes you happy, I think it's a very fine line. And um, I think moms need to find what makes them happy. Their child doing well in school makes them happy, but it's not something to fulfill them. Yes. Again, it makes me think of that hula hoop analogy that I just learned about today. (laughs) I think it's like, That we have to, that's in their hula hoop. And yes, it makes us feel good. But what am I going to, as I'm doing this whole letting go, which I'm now an empty nester, it's really hard. I mean, I, it's much harder than I thought. And, um, and it's like, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself and fill up my hula hoop? You know, not, not to be overly busy because I can do that to avoid, you know, feeling the, the grief of like being an empty nester now, because there is some grief there that my, my job looks different now. Um, but well, we're we're the teacher, you know, in teacher terms, a Venn diagram, right? So you have two circles that overlap one another and you have what's in my circle as a mom 
what's in the part of the circle for my child. And then the circle that overlaps in the middle, it's very little, but what do we have that's blended together? So that is a good one too. That's I, I'm leading a workshop on boundaries this week. It's so good because we get, and because if we don't have that, it's going to the middle part. Like what do you have together that it's going to, it's going to rip that relationship. Yeah. I love it. She's holding it up. Yes. Wait, where's my camera? Mom, kid. And then what you have together. Yeah. That is so good. But separating it, right? You're still together. You're still yeah. together. But you, you know, know what about that? Lives. Yes. And what's in this life for me isn't necessarily fulfilling my teen's needs. But what's in the other circle for my teen shouldn't be fulfilling me up. But what we share together is what fills us up. And that's love of our family, love of our activities that we do together, right? Not my kid's GPA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so struck how powerful that is. And many of you couldn't see it. Um, I think we should make a meme out of that person. (laughs) But that middle part, if we're doing that, eventually it does erode the relationship. So that middle part will be affected. You know, your relationship will be affected. I've experienced that. And I've experienced, you know, how it's never too late to mend that relationship either. But I also think that relationship sometimes gets really skewed. If you go back to what we were previously talking about, because why are moms finding their worth in their kids GPA, where they go to school or what sports teams are on? A lot of it is because of the comparison that they are doing with other moms and other people in their school district and their community. So it's how do you not have, you start basing your value and your worth on that. Let's also let go of some of that comparison and then it's going to change for you. Yeah. 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 And that's the work right there, right? To catch ourselves, to yeah. say this really doesn't have to do with you. And I think such an important message to our kids is I will love you no matter what. I won't love you any more or any less, you know, and, um, and then what's our stuff. I mean, I'm really getting that from what we've talked about, like noticing, is this my own anxiety and my own Mm -hmm. stuff that I'm putting on my kid? And then how do I start, you know, lovingly Mm -hmm. detaching from that and lovingly releasing them? Because that's such a gift when we do. Well, and also as we're releasing them, we also have to be realistic that, you know, we have tweens and teens right now, but we eventually are going to have kids in college who are not living with us. So if our worth and value is only based on our kids, when they leave and we're empty nesters, what do we have then? Yeah. We have to find that worth in ourselves as our moms, as as moms ourselves first. Because if we don't have that, we are going to be a hot mess on the floor when our kids leave. Yeah. yeah. We, have, we have so much to give, but I think for so long, we're, we're used to as moms giving everything to our kids. But really, we st- again, we have to transition. They're transitioning and it's our time to continue to transition as well. 
What's good? Yeah. But uh, what question do you think? I, I feel like there's a question in there that moms can start because there's some moms that I know, I know you that are out there that are thinking, oh my gosh, my whole life has been about my kid and I'm just so scared. You know, I don't know what to do with my life apart from being a mom. What do you think would be a helpful question? Well, I was one of those moms. (laughs) I, I was a teacher and then I stopped working when I had my oldest and I did not go back to teaching. And I was a stay-at-home mom, never went back to work, volunteered all over the place, did things, you know, on the side, but never went back to full-time. And even my activities, I revolved everything that I did around my kids' schedule. So all of a sudden now, my older one getting older, I know she's leaving for college. I'm having a little bit of that angst. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going from here? right? I don't necessarily want to go back into the classroom. I haven't been there forever. All of my certificates are, you know, they're not valid anymore. How am I going to live my life? And that is really when COVID began and when I also started writing. But I think the best thing I can tell you is to sit down. And I swear to you, I did this in my kitchen three months before COVID even hit. So my kids were all at school and I was already having this angst. And I just said to myself, what am I going to do? I had all these different pieces of paper. What am I going to do? What am I passionate about? What did I let go of as a mom who was only raising her children? And I just wrote a list. And it really, it was so haphazard. There was no organization to it. And then I just read it and I put it away. And then really when COVID hit and I was really bored out of my mind being at home all the time, I went back to that list that I kept in my closet drawer and I pulled it out and I said, what did I give up as a mom writing, right? For somebody else, it it could be anything, fill in the blank of your passion. And then it was, well, how am I going to incorporate this back into my life that it's going to fulfill me and make me happy as my kids move forward? And maybe it doesn't mean making a career out of it, but it's fulfilling me emotionally. So I think it's really digging deep and doing a little soul searching and asking yourself, what makes you happy? What fulfills you, right? Is your goal also, hey, I need to go back to work. I need to help pay for college and, you know, or expenses. Well, what type of job can I get around, you know, my community? So I think it's a lot of soul searching of what are your needs and what, fulfills you and brings you some happiness. So well said. And and it's okay that it's a tr- that it's a transition for you and a process to be in. Right. That you know, for the mom that's listening that you don't know. You don't know and that's okay. It's like to be in the question and to be right. trying different things and and being curious yep. about that as your kid is transitioning and they're in that transitional phase and you're starting to let go to then keep just bringing it back to yourself, which I have to keep doing and like, okay, what do I want, right? We don't ask ourselves, what do I want the rest? What do I want my life to look like? Well, I think if we go through the phases of motherhood, I think there's two main phases that are really hard. And I think one is that first day you bring a baby home, your first, and then also moving forward with really your first who is moving out of the house or transitioning. And it's 
those two transitions of one, oftentimes being a working woman to them being a mom is a huge transition. And then for those of us who have stayed home or even just being a mom as well as working, that transition to now letting go. They are so powerful. I think more powerful than going from toddlers to adolescents, adolescents to tweens, et cetera. These are huge transitions for us as ourselves as women. And if we don't feel it and we don't dig deep and we don't soul search, I think that's the part that was concerning me. I was like, I'm going to get lost. And I didn't want to get lost. And I didn't want to go to this place that was like really mucky and would take me a long time to get out of. And I just said like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it really started with that list. And I never shared the list with anyone. I never told anyone about it. I didn't even tell my husband, but it was something I had to do for myself. And then now I feel like I can share with other women, you know, there is a, it's a slow process, but that just might be the first step. Gosh, really good, Allie. (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, as we close, you know, what is, you know, when you think about words of encouragement to the mom that's in the, you know, in the thick of it right now and is listening and feeling discouraged, what would one piece of advice or encouragement be that you would want to give her? Well, I would say that, you know, on a daily basis, just keep reminding yourself that you are not alone on this journey. Every mom that you pass, whether they are a brand new mom or they are elderly, they have been through the same thing. You are not the first one. You're not the last one. You're going to make a lot of mistakes and those mistakes are going to guide you. And it's okay. You know, you just have to be real and be true to who your family needs you to be. You know, and I recently wrote something that said, you know, I may not be a perfect mom, but I promise you this, you will always be my everything. And I really believe that like my kids are always going to mean everything to me, whether I was a mom who had like a great day that I could celebrate every single thing with my kids or a mom who had a lot of failures that day. I will still love my kids the same. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And moms, you're here because you love your kids. So give that to yourself, you know, and it's going to be messy. I love that you said that you're going to make mistakes. We are. Yep. I even like to say, we're going to screw our kids up in different ways because (laughs) we're human. Like, how did I not think that I was going to, you know, screw my kids you know, Somebody said that to me one time and I'm like, I both hate that and find that comforting, you know, but just it's the reality, right? We have to be really realistic and real. We can't pretend it's, it's hard being a mom, but you know, we will get through it and um, you just have to enjoy, really embrace the journey, enjoy it and lean into people and, and um, you know, find the support that you need because it is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Allie, so much. And I want everybody to know where to find you. And so tell them where they can find you. Well, I have a website, Hang In There Mama. You can find me over there. And that has a lot of goodies that's not on social media. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook. And they will want, you will want to find her because I, I love, I, I pull the memes and I put them 
you know, off on my desktop. I'm like, oh, yes, I need this one. Oh, yes, I need this one. So, yeah, you want to you want to find her and it's very encouraging and and true, you know. So, yeah, thank you for what you're putting into the world and you're doing. And thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. It really is such an honor. Well, that's it for today. And thank you, friend, for joining me. And if I can just take a moment and ask you that if this spoke to you, if you can share it with a friend that needs to hear it, or please leave a review. Uh, It just, we want to get the word out to other moms that have tweens and teens so that they know they're not alone and that there is support available for them here. I would just so appreciate it. And I really appreciate you. I appreciate that you're here and that you're a part of this community and that you're taking the time out of your day to show up here and listen. It means the world to me. So have a great day and a great week, and I'll see you back here next week.